Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? This is the first official episode of the Fantasy MDs podcast. Matt, Ooh. are you ex- as excited as I am, brother? Yeah, it only took us three years to actually sit down and do it, so. <laughs> it's about damn time. It's about <laughs> damn time. Yeah, um, yeah, so I mean, um, today we're doing our shortstop rankings. Uh, that's what we're going to get into. Um, before that, I figure let's just brush over, you know, the news real quick of, um, you know, Rob Manfred and the owners uh, being a bunch of a bunch of guys that can't you know uh, i don't i don't want to i don't want to use a bad word here but i want to use a bad word here <laughs> so we're, we're just gonna go with we're gonna go with a bunch of being unfair to the players and you know the fans and everybody else with what they did and at the negotiating table matt you want to throw any comments in there on how things went yesterday i mean it, it's a shame i mean the players and the owners and stuff can't come together but i mean it, at this point it's it's the owners and manford himself they're greedy. You know, they want to suck up all the money. They want to lower the cap. <laughs> and, you know, they don't want to give any more to the players and keep all their control. How is it fair? It's like um, having a really bad boss and not getting fair play, fair, uh, fair pay. It's ridiculous at this point. They need to come to the table because I need baseball. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? It's uh, it, it, it's it's a sad not only day for baseball. It's a uh, it's a sad week, sad week for baseball. Um, other, other than that, Matt, uh, I don't really have much else that I want to hit here. Do you kind of just, you want to get in, you want to go for it? You want yeah, to get into the shortstop rankings? Oh yeah. All right. So yeah. this is how we're going to do it. May not be a way you're familiar with. Um, we're doing things a little different here at the MDs. We want to make it very, very easy for you guys to follow. So we're going to do, go through Matt and I's, uh, top 10 consensus shortstops. Uh, you'll see these rankings up, uh, posted on our socials tomorrow. Uh, well today you guys are going to be listening to, to it, uh, <laughs> you know, a uh, day yeah. after we record, yeah. we, we record one day uh, early, just so you guys know where we're at. We're one day, one day early. Um, we're uh, yeah, we'll just get into it. Um, so our first two, we're gonna we're gonna talk about here first. Um, we, our consensus, we have Fernando Tatis Jr. number one, and uh, Trey Turner number two. But now here's the thing: we we do have them flip flopped in our personal rankings. Um, recently, yeah. Matt made a little change, so I'm gonna I'm gonna push it off to Matt. Matt, let's 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 hear your thoughts on the on the one two, the Tatis Trey Turner. Um, I mean. So it's not a diss to Fernando Tatis or anything of the sort. It's just, honestly, the shoulder injury kind of makes me a little bit more hesitant. Um, you know, he didn't get the surgery, and it's one of those things where it would be soft tissue or something that can come and pop up this year and be a nagging issue. And, I, you know, with somebody that I'm going to pick high and that I'm going to have to invest first-round capital on, I just want to be a little bit more conservative and just go Trey Turner, who is going to get me – I mean, give me an unlimited amount of steals and pretty much win me that category by just having him. So it, it, the only thing that sucks about having Trey Turner is the power isn't there like Fernando Tatis who can turn around and have, you know, a Ronald Acuna year, 40-40 year with the batting average to boot. And it's like, okay, you know, do I go for the upside? But at the same time, I'm just going to play it safe because if he's not playing the whole year, he's in and out with, with that soft tissue or other kind of issues – I, it's not for me then. I'm just going to play it safe. But I mean, he's still my number two. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're, you're, you're splitting hairs here, but just to brush off of what Matt said, cause I do have them flip flop. I'm more of, I, I, I want that upside. I mean, if you're taking either one of these guys, it's obviously probably you got a top five pick, which is a good thing. 
so I think if you want, if you have that pick in the top five and you're going to go for one of these two, um, I'm taking Tatis. Uh, the shoulders, I hate to say it's not a problem, but it, it was only a problem for a little bit last year. He was, every time he came back from it, he bounced back great. I believe he had a home run in um, two of the three games coming off of the IL. I know one of them was a multi-home run game because I didn't start him for some reason. I didn't get him off the IL in time in one of my home leagues. He's my main keeper. I, I don't know what I was doing that day. But just to brush over um, stats from last year, Tatis had 478 at-bats, which isn't horrible for a guy who, you know, missed some time with a with an injury. Uh, 99 runs, 42 bombs, 97 RBIs, 25 steals, and he hit 282. So that's my number one shortstop. Now let's go over to Trey Turner. I love him going over to the Dodgers. He's going to hit high in that lineup, but run total is going to be super high. So I think he could even surpass Tatis in runs. Um, but the, your way you're going to be lacking is that power. I don't think he's going to hit as many bombs. Uh, steals might even be close. Uh, if Tatis does get that whole year, uh, he had 25 last year in, in seven and 400 and, uh, what was it? 478 at bats and Turner had 32 and 595. So that's the, that's arguable. I think the steals are going to be close. The batting average, uh, obviously Turner's got him in by a good amount. Turner's hit. Uh, over 300 the last two years, hitting 328 this year. Uh, the whole stat line uh, this last year was 328, 107, 28 bombs, 77 ribbies, and 32 steals. That's for Trey Turner. So uh, one, two, that's basically your choice of upside or safety. You know, the upside being Tatis, the safety being Turner. Uh, so that that's really your guys' call. You know, Matt and I are a little flip-flopped on them. I think we're just going to go over to our next few shortstops. Uh, in our consensus, I'm going to give you guys our three, four, or five. We're going number three, Bo Bichette, number four, Xander Bogarts, and number five, Marcus Simeon. Matt, your thoughts on uh, those three? Any one of your favorite? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's Bo Bichette. Um, Bo Bichette is just a stud across the board. I mean, last year was his first full season since, you know, having a little pitter-patter between 2020 with that COVID year. And, um, you know, 2019, getting that cup of coffee. But he had a monster year. It's kind of something like I foresee. He was one of my guys last year. Dom decided not to listen to it, my advice in our keeper league last year. And, you know, made a Bozo mistake. Yeah, you got to shame me for that one. I went with the heart over the mind. But, you know, Bo's the guy. Bo's the guy. I'm in this year. I think your heart and your mind was stupid last year. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. And the kid hit almost 300. And, you know, the runs – the home runs were and, and the ribbies were just all there. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And to boot 25 freaking steals, can't really beat that. I mean, it's pretty much he, he could be a 30 30 guy, maybe even creep up a couple more home runs, you know, given the, the uh, swing or the uh, air to lift it a little bit more. <laughs> it really is really nice. He is our consensus, not just, you know, for the consensus rating, but we both have him at number three. And yeah, then we do. And then for the uh, the next guy, we both also have Bogarts as our number four. That guy's just a stud. There's really not much you really have to say about the guy. I mean, he's been doing it forever. Boston's a little bit more light on terms of how the, how good they are, but there is some upside on that team with the young guys coming up. So maybe they'll get a little bit more peripherals, and that's why I have him at number four. So I really don't feel I have to go any deeper. And Corey Seager with the new team – 
I really shouldn't be ranking him this high, but I just I love the kid so much. Well, know? that's that's who Matt Matt's got at five. Matt's got Seager at five. Simeon's the consensus five, Oops. but Matt 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 does got Seager uh, uh, a little bit higher there. So Matt Matt, let's go. Let's see you you got Seager uh, up in your top five over I Simeon. Think. Let let's do that. Why do you why do you feel that Seager should be in that top five? Personally, it's just the talent. Um, I, I really like. I feel like the COVID year where has been his best season, in my opinion, because he was able to stay healthy for the whole season of your fantasy. But also, kind of plays into hey, he hasn't really been healthy either. Killed me last year, <laughs> but the talent is there and the potential is limitless. Hence, why he's my guy there. But I mean, I could see why Simeon. Simeon just had a crazy year, but also they're one. They're on the same team. And two, they're they're both on a new team as well, which usually you shouldn't be like, hey, I shouldn't draft or really be too hopeful since they're on a new team first year in that first contract. It's never a good thing, but we'll see how it all plays out. I don't know how you feel, man. All right, so I'm I'm gonna I'm just do the quickest Bobichet rant of all time. Um, consensus number three shortstop. He was great in. Every single category last year. I'm just going to read you his stats real quick. Last year, Bo Bichette went 298 average. He had 121 runs. He had 29 bombs, 102 RBIs, and 25 steals. Guy's a five-category guy. Definitely a top three shortstop this year. As for Xander, another guy who's been consistent for uh, his – Almost his whole career, I would say he's been a consistent help since 2015. We're going into 2022, and he's only going to be 29 years old. People may forget that because he's been around for a long time. Only 29 years old. Last year, Xander Bogarts, he hit 295 with 90 runs, 23 bombs, 79 RBIs, and five steals. It may not be the most exciting line of all time, but you know what you're getting when you pick Xander Bogarts. Um, it, I'm not mad if you have him maybe a couple spots lower, but you shouldn't have him much lower than that, my personal opinion. Uh, to, now let's brush over Marcus Simeon, guy who's going to a new team with the Texas Rangers. He's, like Matt said, he's there with his boy Corey Seager now. I think that lineup might shock a few guys, a few people this year because I think they'll be surprisingly competitive. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team or anything of the sort. I just see the Texas Rangers – not being that team that oh let, oh this guy's the streamers playing the Texas Rangers this year I, I wouldn't I'm not I'm not doing that I'm not playing that game this year with Simeon and Seager in the middle of that lineup uh Simeon last year I'm not expecting him to touch these numbers but this is what Marcus Simeon did last year 265 batting average 115 runs 45 bombs 102 RBIs, 15 steals. That's a five-category guy. I think he'll be very similar again this year. I don't see 45 bombs on the card again, but I do see that batting average being about the same, maybe a little bit right, lighter on the runs, maybe a little bit lighter on the RBIs. And uh, steals, he's going to chip in over 10. He's chipped in over 10, um, except the COVID year. Every year since 2015, he's been over 10. Don't sleep on Simeon as a 5-2 guy. Now I'm going to go back and forth here with Matt. Here's the big debate. Now he let, I want to talk about Corey Seager because Matt has him 5. I do not have him in my top 10 at the moment. I have him at 11. Now here's, here's my thing with Corey Seager is I think he's a, a good baseball player but I don't think he's a great baseball player. Now I'm talking about for fantasy wise. I do think that change in Texas is going to be a, a, a down for him because he was used to playing in that Dodgers lineup, which is stacked, you know, the, 
uh, that Texas Rangers lineup is going to be good, but it's not going to be as good as that, um, you know, that Dodgers lineup. As for Corey Seager last year, I'm going to read you his line real quick. 306 batting average, 54 runs, 16 bombs, 57 RBIs, and a steal. So he's not giving you any steals. He hasn't done anything more than one steal since 2017, and that was only four steals. So that's part of the reason I have him a little lower. I don't think he's going to give you any more than 25 home runs, and that's on the high end. He hasn't done anything over 25 since 2016, and he had he had 627 at-bats to get that high in the home runs. The runs and RBIs is, isn't aren't going to be that fantastic in in Texas, especially if he's hitting in the top of that lineup. Because I know he's going to be at the top because he hits he has a great on base percentage and a great average. Um, Matt, I don't want to rant on Corey Seager for too long. Just give us an uh um. <sighs> Give us, you know what, Matt, you give us the, the next few in the consensus because, you know what, let's call it there, Corey Seager. You know, Matt has him high. I have him a little low. We both explained ourselves. So, Matt, give us our next few shortstops there in the consensus. Let me just say one last thing real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. If Corey Seager doesn't play a whole year this year, I'm out. But I think this year he finally does it. So yeah, that's see, that's why I want just a little bit more on him there. He was our, our consensus number six, by the way, guys. I don't know if we uh, hit that, but he was our consensus number six. Right. Matt, so, just give us our next few. All right. So we got number seven, which is Jorge Polanco. Paul Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got Juan Franco, Tim Anderson. So, Dom, you can, you can take these three if you want. Oh, please. Jorge Polanco is my guy. He was a savior to a lot of um, fantasy teams last year. I think uh, if he was drafted in your league last year, he might have got dropped earlier in the season because he wasn't so great in the in the early months. But let me tell you, he finished strong with a line of um, Polanco, Jorge Polanco again. Uh, batting average 269, 97 runs. 33 home runs, 98 RBIs, and 11 steals, and that was in 588 at-bats. Now, I don't think the Twins are going to be a great baseball team this year, but I do think the bright spot is going to be Polanco. Maybe he gets a trade to a contender, but I, I do love just what he can do. He's he's pretty much a 5-2 guy. He's not going to chip in a crazy amount of steals, but I, I hope, I'm hoping he can get over 10. Uh, the power's there. The, the runs and RBI should be decent, but I just don't think he's a risky pick there. I, I think he's a pretty safe pick to provide you um, a little bit of everything. Uh, so then we go down to the phenom, Wander Franco. Uh, what's not to say about this kid? I think he's a fantastic, fantastic baseball player. I don't think people realize what he actually does, though, like um, as for fantasy stats. Because the kid, once again, great, great player for real baseball. For fantasy, I don't know how well he's going to translate right away. I, he's a superstar. Don't get me wrong. But is he going to be a superstar in 2022 for your fantasy team? I don't know. That's why I do have him ranked a little bit lower than some. I'll give you an idea of um, his what he can do by what he did last year. In 281 at-bats with the big league team, Wander Franco hit 288 with 53 runs, seven home runs, 39 RBIs, and two steals. So now over a full season, what does that translate like? I don't know. Is he going to hit more than 20 home runs? Is he going to steal more than 10 bases? 
I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Cause he's only going to be 21 years old. Sometimes it takes, it takes time to grow into that man body and get that big man power. I don't know if he's going to do that this year. I'm not saying he can't ever do it. So don't call me the, the, the Wander Franco hater. I just don't see him being a, a, a top, a, a top, five round player this year maybe you know maybe he he breaks out this year maybe he doesn't i'm just not buying in on that breakout as highly as some other people matt uh let me hear your thoughts on, on wanda franco and uh polanco real quick well i have franco at my seven um franco i i'm i'm buying hype i think that's really just all it is that's by why he's my number seven i think the kid's gonna break out i think that manpower is gonna be there this year he had he flashed he flashed a lot last year. It's also a little of adjustment to get playing with the big boys. I think the Rays know what they're doing by bringing him up. And I think this year he, he's probably going to take that next step and kind of be that guy. Now I could sound like the Vlad guys, you know, his first full year and he flops, but I'm going to take the shot. Plus, I mean, it's not like it's a bad price. I mean, you're talking number seven shortstop. I'm going to get him in the top 100, but the capital isn't like first round, second round, third round, yeah, fourth round. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm taking a flyer. And worst case, if it doesn't hit, I'll find another shortstop. But I'm, I'm taking that. I don't want to miss that on the upside. Now, Poblanco, like you said, my guy saved me as well last year. Yeah, he was a savior. He was a, he was a big savior a lot of teams. He's been consistent, too, over the last couple of years. I mean, batting average is pretty much on par. If not, this was a little bit worse since 2019. He actually hit almost 318, 288. Um, hits bombs, which is pretty damn nice. Uh, probably a career high, a career high, but I'll, I'll take it. And you know what? It was really nice too, that he got me 11 steals. So, you know, it's one of those guys that's shipping, you're missing a couple of steals. At least, you know, he's good for a couple, which, you know what? An extra, extra one never really hurts anybody. And Dom, why don't you take, take Tim Anderson, our consensus number nine. Got you, got you. Uh, I, I'm a little bit higher on Tim Anderson. I have him at eight. I think, Matt, you have him at 12 in your personal rankings. Um, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I was I was chirping at Matt a little bit for that earlier. I was like, what's up with the Tim Anderson hate? Even though we're only a few spots apart. I mean, I think Tim Anderson is another guy super, super safe. I have him over a guy like Wander Franco. Because in my eyes, this is how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like, if Wander Franco does what Tim Anderson does every year, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, Wander Franco is so great. So why are you going to take Wander Franco over Tim Anderson, hoping that Wander Franco could do what Tim Anderson does? That's that's my point of view on it. And I, I, just to give you uh, an idea of what I'm talking about, this is what Tim Anderson did last year. Tim Anderson hit 309 with 18 steals, 61 RBIs, 17 home runs, and uh 94 runs that that's great that's really really good and i'm gonna even do this i'm gonna give you guys a three-year average and this includes the covid year so it, it might skew the numbers a little bit over the last three years this is tim anderson's average season he hits 322 with 13 steals 46 rbis 15 home runs and 73 runs now take in mind that's including a covid year so those numbers are going to be skewed a little bit lower than you would if i would have took a regular year's average in there so he's he's a 
five two guy pretty much. The 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 RBIs might be a little bit lower than you want, but still, sixty one RBIs from your shortstop is not killing you. It's I mean it's not it's not helping you a lot, but it's not killing you either. So it, it, I don't see the 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 love for not you personally, Matt, but just just for anyone who has Franco over. Tim Anderson just it doesn't make any sense to me when you're basically hoping what Franco could do what Tim Anderson does Matt I that's that's my Tim Anderson rant uh, uh let's hear your your thoughts on him I mean to be honest I mean everything you said is great but I mean at the same time like I'd rather take the upside of what can be versus what he is and what he's been for the last five six years you know, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Franco has a little bit more upside that he can lead to more home runs. He could probably get more ribbies. It might move around a little bit more in the lineup versus depends where he hits in the lineup. Yeah. Right. As you're saying, it depends he where he hits in the lineup. more opportunity to be a bigger contributor in other categories where he can't. And we already know what Tim Anderson is. He's like, he's all reliable, but he doesn't belong in the top 10, in my opinion. You're crazy, bro. That's not haterade, man. Does it taste good, Matt? Does it taste I mean, good? Yeah, you know, the haterade like sounds good, especially when I win this championship this year. But, you know, we well, got to take it off my hands first, brother. <laughs> he is probably still his first time, bro. Anyway, oh, it's, it's all right, man. Rain and champ, bro. Rain and champ. It's okay. But, uh, you know, let's do this last guy. Uh, yeah, we got a uh, yeah, we got Carlos Correa here at our uh, number 10, uh, consensus. It, the thing with uh, Correa is that we don't know where he's going yet. So that's a big, big thing. Uh, it's really going to affect his value a lot. Uh, I'll give you his numbers from last year. So we uh, just have an idea of the, what Correa, you know, can do. He had 279, doesn't steal bases, guys. No steals last year. 92 RBIs, 26 bombs, 104 runs. Now, he finally broke out. Everyone had been waiting for Correa to have this kind of year since, you know, his rookie year, which was pretty much his his rookie year and his sophomore year were very good. But since then, he's been hurt, you know, a lot of a lot of different issues with him, you know. Um, so basically, he's going to give you, you know, four out of the five categories, which is nice. Uh, I'm just really waiting to see what team he goes to, because I, I don't really I don't really know where where to rank him right now i personally um have him at seven uh just because i like his i like his consistency i might wind up moving him down a little bit especially after you know our talk today to be honest matt i think i'm gonna push him down under tim anderson who is my eight so i'm gonna switch them my rankings i'm i'm putting tim anderson over correa I won't yeah, and I'm that that's that's all I'm doing though. I'm just I'm just switching them too because I, I think Tim Anderson safer is gonna give you the steals and um I, I just like him. Matt, your thoughts on Korea? I mean, he's not even in my top ten. Um yeah, where do you got him? I got him 13th. So Oof. the upside is fantastic. I mean, what he did in 17 was a bananas year. What he did down the stretch of last year was great, but then he kind of died off. Yeah. And being in that lineup where you have a lot of people that get on base, how does he not have more? You know? I mean, what, what what more do you what do you what did you want more in the in the in the RBIs? Yeah, ninety two. I want to see RBIs. I want to see yeah, more. Yeah, ninety two. The bombs, I'll give you the bombs, but you know, like I 
I mean, you're talking about a guy that probably should be doing 100-100 easy with 35 home runs. He's not even living up to his potential, and now he's got to go to a new team. Yeah, well, you know, he's not going to be. Maybe that should take him back. Maybe, maybe not. And yeah, I don't know. We, honestly, I feel like if they were going to bring him back, he would have been back before the lockout. So yeah, that's true. They kicked the door and changed the locks. Yeah. You know, I think he ends up on a new team, possibly end up on Detroit with your next guy in your. Top yeah, let's Matt. You you literally read my mind. This is so, exactly what I what, what I want to do here. There's one guy each that we oh. No, Matt actually has two guys that weren't in our consensus top 10. I have one. So, like Matt said, he's passing it off to me. Uh, a Detroit Tiger now, new to the team, Javier Baez. Uh, I have my, my number nine shortstop. He didn't make our consensus top 10. Uh, just to give you an idea of what he does, this is what he did last year. He hit 265. He had 18 steals. He had 87 RBIs. He had 31 home runs, and he had 80 runs. So, five tool guy, but here's the thing: going to Detroit, I think it is going to take away from that power with those big walls, that big ballpark. Hopefully, some of them do turn into doubles, but I don't see him touching thirty bombs again this year. I think maybe he's more in the range of that Carlos Correa twenty five, but he does steal bags though, so that is going to be a positive. He's going to give you probably in the range of fifteen to twenty steals. The batting average is so volatile. I mean, he's been great. To be honest with you, he hasn't hit, besides, we're not counting the COVID year, besides that and his rookie year, he hasn't hit lower than 265 last year, and besides that, 273 twice. So, I mean, I'm hoping he can get keep over 260. The runs and RBIs are going to depend on that Detroit team. I mean, I hope with Riley Green and Torkelson coming up this year, it helps the Tigers team. But besides that, they got like Robbie Grossman and a couple other guys that are just, you know, just, just guys. So you don't really know too much of what, you know, bias is going to do in those two departments. So, I mean, I do have him in my top 10 because I just, I like the consistency of, you know, the last since 2015, which is like the last six, seven years, he's been, been pretty much the same guy. So you, you, you know what you're going to get with him, Matt. Um, Give me some thoughts on Javi Baez. Then let's talk about the two guys that you didn't have in your top. Uh, well, the guys that you have in your top 10 that weren't in our consensus top 10. All right. I mean, Javi's great. Now, here's the problem, though. He pretty much had a season that he's had every single year. Um, it's really nothing too impressive, but nothing, nothing that's not to speak of either. He's kind of that middle of the pack shortstop. That's pretty like another old reliable. But I mean, that Detroit team, not good, especially if they don't get Correa, for instance. So runs are going to come down. Ribbies are going to come down. And home runs are damn sure coming down. And they may not even let him steal as much because this is a whole new, whole new organization for him. So we, there's a lot of unknowns, hence why he's not in my top 10. You know, I want a little bit more security with, it, with, with that shortstop. He'd be a great bench player, a backup short, but not, he's not going to be on my team. Fair so, enough. Fair and enough. Then you start looking where are we at? So a guy that's not in our top consensus is Francisco Lindor. Now, most people probably just rolled their eyes at me, but I'm going to say one thing. He had what a bad COVID year and then kind of started off, didn't play a full season last year. And he was in a new organization last year. This is his second year with the Mets. They added some talent. And I think he's now going to 
bring now going to pretty much get that full year in and honestly come up and step up to the plate and return to pretty much 18 form where in 18, which is this, this is where the track record is. You know, he's pretty much like a 275, 277 batting average guy. And I'm just going to read off 18 or better yet. uh, Yeah. I'll read off 18, 277, 129 runs, 38 home runs, 92 ribbies on a really bad Cleveland team. And he followed that up with a 284 batting average in 2019 with 101 runs, 74 ribbies, which are much lower, but also still had 32 home runs. Now, this Mets team is a way better team than Cleveland ever has been. So I think that there's more opportunity for bombs, ribbies, and I think that batting average comes up. Now, I don't know if he's going to be stealing like he used to, which really gave him the, gave him that, you know, like big bonus, but I guarantee he'll at least get you 12. And if he does all that, I ain't mad at that. I'll take that over Javi any day. That home run, that home run power is, <laughs> is where it's really the difference between those two guys. Now, yeah, I mean, you could disagree, but uh, I stand. My, my thoughts on Lindor specifically is like, I mean, I know Matt, Matt was preaching about those, that 18, 19, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that might have had more to do with the juice ball than actually how, how strong he is. I don't, there's the, well, who knows what the hell is going on with the MLB anymore? It's not like, it's not like anybody really knows, but last time they were talking, they were saying they're trying to get rid of that juice ball. They used up the last of them last year. So I don't, I don't think he's getting back to, to 38 home runs. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that from him. I think maybe he gets to, to 25 home runs. Uh, I, I just, the last, the last two years have me really down on him and it's over. I'm going to give you his last two years combined stats. Uh, it's 688 at bats. He hit, he's hit 240 over that time. It's 16 steals, 90 RBIs, 28 home runs, and 103 runs. You're so you're talking COVID year though. Uh, no, I'm I'm just trying to give you an idea of his last his last like his last his last few his last few years. It's it's 700 at bats worth, you know. So it's not a it's not a small sample size, is what I'm trying to say. It's a it's a decent sample size. So I I think my prediction personally for Lindor, I have him a bit lower than than some might. I have him at my 12th shortstop. So I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not willing to take the risk on him in my top ten. But you know, if I if he falls and and I get him as a bench player or a utility player or a corner infield in leagues where you know they play that, um, I'm not mad at it. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not predicting him to bounce back to what he used to be. So if he, if he, my prediction for him would be around a two fifty to two sixty batting average with twenty five to twenty six home runs. The, the runs in RBIs is going to depend on that Mets team. Let's see how they, they gel together this year. If he's hitting third, sure. Why not? Why not? Why wouldn't he have, you know, 90 RBIs and 90 runs, you know, but I'm not, I'm not, ba- I'm not counting on the bombs and the batting average to bounce back. Um, Matt, I want to, I want to, here's another guy I really want to talk about. Let me hear about your number 10 shortstop, Matt. All right. Uh Real quick. Uh, no, I think you got him nine, actually. I think you moved him up. I think you got him up at nine now. Jazz? Yeah, dude. Oh, there we go. Sweet Jazz. Didn't make our consensus top ten, but a guy that needs to be spoken about when you're talking about shortstop. Oh, this was my guy last year. I feel if he would have got a fair shake at the whole season and not dealing with all the injuries to get a groove, 
you know, he probably would have had a way better turnout for him. Uh, essentially, he kept getting hurt coming back, a little soft tissue issue, which is something to knock on him, not for nothing. But I think, you know, being a, a second-year guy, I'm going to give him a, a break, and I'm just going to look at the upside. Because, uh, I mean, in 464 at-bats, he had 70 runs. He had 53 ribbies, and he stole 23 bases. And to boot, he had 18 home runs in that short period of time. That's pretty good, especially the guy that's giving you 23, uh, 23 stolen bases. He's at least a 2020 guy. You're going to get him outside of pick 100. And on top of that, <laughs> the, the kids on a team that's actually has pretty high upside themselves because that lineup is looking pretty good on Miami. And I think he probably gets home a little bit more. Those runs come up. Ruby's probably not going to get much more. Right. Maybe 10 to 15 more max. But the home runs, I could see him getting like 25. And that's just me being a little generous. But at the same time, it's definitely possible. Give him, what, 200 more at-bats? And that's a fair shake. It's actually not a bad average. Then stolen bases, what, at 10? Might get 30. I mean, this is upside. So I'm being a little high on him. But I ain't mad at it. I could see him doing it. Hence why he's in my top 10. I feel a little bit better about him playing that upside. As you can tell, I'm playing a little bit more on that upside down in the lower picks because it kind of makes sense. I'm going to take my shot. So that's why I love him. That's why I have him at number nine. I mean, you may feel different. I think I'm, I saw your reaction though. And I may have changed your mind a little bit. He might no, be, uh, see, I, I do. I, I love jazz. I, I love jazz. And I think he, I think he has a huge amount of upside. I'm, I'm debating if I want to, if I want him over, over Lindor I'm trying to think if if do I move him over Lindor because I have Jazz at, at 13 here's my thing with Jazz right Matt Matt did the preaching so I'm gonna I want to talk about the downside a little bit and I'm not down on him it's just that I want to I want to talk about that other side of the of the of the page if if things don't go right for Jazz right so he killed it the first two months he was fantastic but I want to talk about that that June to the end of September stats, right? So I have his stats from June to the end of the season, and it's 354 at-bats. So that's almost his whole season. In in his last 354 at-bats, it's 54 runs, 13 bombs, 41 RBIs, uh, how many steals? 12 steals, and he only hit 232. So I think no matter what, you're getting that, you're getting that power speed. No, I, I think you can count on 2020 easily from Jazz. I, I think that if he's healthy, 2020 is is my bottom line for him. So now here's the thing: what's that batting average gonna look like? Is it gonna go up? Is he gonna find that discipline? Is he gonna strike out less? Is he gonna walk more? And is he gonna get it up to 260, 270? Or does he look like the Jazz from the end of the season over his last 354 at bats and he hits 232? Because that that's that's a big thing with a guy like Jazz. If you get a guy that goes 25 home runs, 25 steals, and hits 265, you're talking about somebody who's better than Javier Baez last year, who's better than Correa last year, who's better than Polanco last year. So that's creeping into top five territory. That's my thing is it's just such a big question mark with him. I don't know if I'm taking the risk on him as my short, my starting shortstop. Um, maybe in a 15-man league, I do that. In a 12-man league, I, I could see it. Anything smaller than that, I think you're taking a risk and you want to aim for him as 
as uh, a bench player, even at utility, if it's a little risky, I think it's a little risky because the runs might not be there. The RBIs might not be there. The batting average might not be there. So you might just be stuck holding a 2020 guy. But if you do take the risk and he does pan out, he could be, it's, it's a matter if, if you want to take that risk or not, in my opinion, you know, I, I, I don't really, I don't really know with jazz, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I think maybe I could see myself moving him up over a guy like Lindor, maybe moving him up over a guy like Seager in my personal rankings. Cause I have jazz at 13. I have Lindor at 12. I have Seager at 11. So I could see, I could see him jump frogging those guys, but I don't know how much higher I'm, I'm willing to, to jump them. Matt, anything else on jazz or, or you want to move on to I go a little deeper here? Because I mean, also too, you talk about his batting average at the end of the season. He was dealing with injury stints, so yeah. I'm gonna come back for like two weeks, start at that end of that, catch that kind of rip. Saw so in those last couple of months, he hit 13 bombs and how yeah, many? No, that, how many stolen 12 bases? steals, 12. Yeah, so I mean, he started feeling good and then he goes down again. Baseball is all about rhythm, so yeah. you know, a young guy trying to find his stride in, in the bigs and then going in and out with injury, you know it kind of hurts your development a little bit and also kills your streakiness in baseball's yeah. game of streaks. And you only got to hit 30% to be good. Yeah. My thing is too, I just, I just hope that it's not that the pitchers figured him out. And yeah, in stride, I mean, still, yeah, well, I'm saying he, he was great over those first two months, over those first two months. Right. I think he hit like 300 the first month, 278 the second month. And then it was like, you know, oh, did, did, did the pitchers figure him out? But he can always make that adjustment. That's what I'm saying. If in spring training, he looks like he's that swing looks different. If he's if he's taking that walk and he's not striking out as much. Yeah, I could see him moving up. Definitely. Um, stop 10 before the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, I, I, can, I can see it. That's the whole thing. I'm not arguing against that. I could see it. It's just that. I don't know if I'm if, if I'm I'm not moving. See, you have him at a safe spot though. Nine. I'm not mad at taking him as the ninth shortstop off the board, but you pushing him up any higher than that, you're passing up guys that you kind of know know what you're getting from them. Like like him versus Javier Baez is a great debate because do you want to take Javier Baez where you know you're going to get that power speed and the batting average is going to be in that 260 range mm -hmm. and I, who knows what the runs and RBIs are going to be but you say the same thing about Jazz who knows what the runs and RBIs are going to be but you know you're going to get the power speed yeah. Javier Baez is 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 going to hit 260 so that's the debate you know who are you taking there yeah. I know I know you probably want Jazz I'm taking Baez there just just because I know it's safe, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, all right, I know what I'm getting with Javi. Yeah, I mean, that's where you could be conservative right there at, at my, my night. If I'm staring down my ninth or tenth guy for shortstop, that point, you got to reach for the stars. And I don't think, yeah, I guess, I, I don't, I don't think, uh, you know what? I may sound crazy, but I don't, I don't think you're going to end up having a really good season at a bias. I think Jazz will be the guy. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Matt, I'm going to read off my next couple of shortstops here because um, let's try and get to at least our, our, our each top 15 here. Um, I, I, my next few, I, I told you guys just a couple seconds ago, I have Jazz at 13. At 14, I have uh, Willie Adamas. At 15, I have uh, Brendan Rogers of the Colorado Rockies. Um, and at 16, I have Dansby Swanson of the uh, champion Atlanta Braves. 
Um, I, I want to, I'll talk, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little bit of on e- my thoughts on each of those three guys. Then I'll ask Matt to give a little bit on those three guys. Uh, as for Willie Adamas, I have him one as a, one of my breakouts this year. Last year, he got traded in the middle of the year from Tampa to Milwaukee. And the big thing with Willie Adamas is if you guys hadn't heard, he, he was having some trouble seeing the ball clearly in Tampa. He he wore glad these special glasses for a season and nothing had seemed to work. I'm pretty sure that he actually won in, out of Tampa and it showed it showed that he that was really the only problem was hitting in Tampa. Because as soon as he got traded in 365 at bats with Milwaukee, 61 runs, 20 bombs, 58 RBIs, four steals, and he hit 285. That's in 413 at-bats. You give that kid a hun- another 150 on top of that? Dude, you're talking you're talking 30 bombs, 10 steals, uh, 280 batting average with the and the runs and the, the ribbies are being there. I, I think he's a, a steal at where he's going. I definitely I I I I'm I'm moving him over jazz. I'm moving him over jazz because I think. That I think that he's going to be safer. I'll I'll take I'll say that Willie will hit more bombs, will have more runs, will have more RBIs, and he'll hit a betting betting average. I'm moving Willie Adamas to 13. I'm moving Jazz to 14. Matt, I want to hear a little bit about Willie Adamas. Matt looks like he wants to to beat the living I, living, I, living I out might of me. The computer, I might. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is the first time I've heard Willie Adamas period in any kind of shortstop ranking show at all but I mean I could see why you're all excited but I mean I want to see him do it do it one more year and it took him quite a bit to get here so I mean nothing's impossible especially with the he's only he's only me 26 he's only me 26 they're still in the prime years but I want to see him do it you're crazy for not going after jazz because jazz kind of got his shot and kind of took advantage from the jump where this guy has been a bit. And I don't want to hear about the suns in my eyes. There's this thing called sunglasses and polarized sunglasses. He wore them. He wore them. They didn't work for him. Well then I, then he's got other problems. Um, <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying, man? I mean, I, I, I hear, I hear you. I just don't agree. <laughs> so I mean, there's some things there that just don't add up for me, but <laughs> I mean, the upside is great. But he's gonna he's way down in the trenches for me. Where do I have him? Yeah, where do you have him, Matt? I have him at 18. Uh who who all right, who do you have like right above him? Who's like right above him? Um Dansby Swanson. All right. I and can't argue with that. I have him like two apart. Who else you got? Alberto Mondesi, who I would take that upside at that point. Oh Lord, are we? Yeah. Are we gonna? I don't. Let's not. Let's not talk about him yet. He's a whole I mean, nother. You're talking, you're talking my 16th get, uh, shortstop, which. <laughs> I am not getting him there because he's getting drafted in the top. Oh, one. yeah. I, I don't even. Matt, do I even tell the people where I have Mondesi right now? Nah, I mean, I just did it out of name respect. I know where you have him. You kind of, you kind of, you kind of. The did fans, the fans don't, the fans need to like and, and, uh, and subscribe to, to, to see where I have Mondesi ranked. Let's get them to listen to the show. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I got, I got crutches in the trunk for him. But anyway. Oh, good, good. He needs them. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. He's a nice flyer. I, I don't know where he's being drafted to this day, but hey, you can get him a little later. I don't. I don't. He's not. He's not going inside the top fifteen. I don't think of shortstop. That's this is Willie Adamas still that we're talking about yeah. here. Um, but he's he's that's why I like him. 
another thing about rankings, guys, is when you when when at least when I'm doing my rankings, I try and always take into account where I can get these guys. So just because I have Willie Adamas ranked as my 13th shortstop doesn't mean in every single draft I'm going into, I'm taking him as my 13th shortstop. Might be some rooms where I know I can get him a little later. There might be some rooms where I might know that I have to jump on him. It's uh, it's a mat. You guys need to know your rooms. Know your rooms. Know the people in them. If you're just doing a, a public league draft, know the rankings in the draft. It, um, That's another big thing, guys. Just... Don't blindly take these rankings and be like, oh, you know, I need to take this guy there. It, it's it's just where I like him, where I where I think he belongs. And if I if I need to jump him up, I jump him up because I do got him a little higher. Uh, Matt, I I was saying that I have um, Willie Adamas at now 13. He was 14. But after that, I had um, Brendan Rodgers and Dansby Swanson. You were talking about Dansby. Let me hear a little rant on Dansby and tell me where you have him. Um, damn. I mean, I love Swanson. I, you know, I just wish he would just get a more of a fair shake. The guy had a great season last year and I want to see what he's going to do this year. Uh, have him, where'd you have him? 14. I have Dansby at 16 right now. 16 is fair. I have him at 17. So we're not too far off. Yeah. We're on, we're on par with him. You know, I'm, I'm not really mad at that. So I, I can't disagree. I, I really don't even feel we have to waste any time on him because yeah, he's just a just a a, a decent shortstop. Real yeah. quick, just read you his stats, just so you know what he does. Two forty eight batting average, nine steals, eighty eight RBIs, twenty seven bombs, and seventy eight runs. Guys, he's in that champion Atlanta Braves lineup, so don't be afraid to draft him. Batting average might be a little lower than you know some other guys, but he gets chips in everywhere else. Chips in everywhere else. Um, and my guy, I actually I have this guy as um my breakout this year, um, Brendan Rogers, I have him as my breakout at shortstop, um, for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I think I truly, truly think this is the year from him. Um, I think he was the number one pick in the draft. If, if I remember correctly by the diamondbacks back in the day. So he was literally a num a number one pick. I'm just going to read you what he did last year. Last year, uh, Rogers hit 284. He had, uh, he doesn't really steal. He had no steals. He had 51 RBIs, uh, 15 home runs, and 49 runs. That was in 387 at-bats. So I think if the Rockies give him the job for the whole season this year, you know, give him a fair 550 at-bats, I truly think he breaks out. I could see 30 bomb upside. I love the batting average. I think he's going to stay in that. 270 to 290 range. I know it's a little bit big of a range, but I don't want to oversell him. And I don't want to undersell him either. So he's, he's going to give you a positive batting average, but I truly think this year he could break out with the home runs. He could break out with the RBIs. He could break out with the runs, especially hitting in cores. They really don't have too much else there to, you know, hope on. So I, I truly think that the Rockies just let it ride with them. Matt, a uh, little bit about Brendan Rogers and where you got him ranked. Uh, I got him 23rd. Um, <laughs> yeah. That haterade, man. That's strong. Uh, That's a big cup. That's a big cup. It, Full cup. It's just one of those things, man. He broke my heart last year. He was one of my late round dart throws. That's what he's going to be this year. So you're going to get him at, you know, he's just one of those guys. I mean, he's hitting the cores, but I mean, if God forbid story returns, which I don't think is going to happen, um, you know, we'll see what he can do. But, you know, he's not going to get ribbies because there's nobody really on that team. Yeah, so, that's true. I I hear that. I hear that bases. So that's another thing. I mean, average is great. What is, we don't know his home run upside yet. And who's going to bring him home? So, you know, 
the, the peripherals in the five, he's not even going to contribute in five categories. It's just going to be one. I mean, he's a nice dart throw, but he ain't going to be anything special for me, at least. That's why he's all the way down there. I hear that. I mean, now, I'm sorry, I'm going to take over because this name has not come up. And I'm sorry, Adam, and he's my favorite person. Um, he's Bobby Witt Jr. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about Bobby Witt yet. No. And Bobby Witt is going to be phenomenal. I really, 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 really hope they come to their senses and just let him kick off. But it depends on the CBA deal. They're probably going to just two-week him because they're going to lose. The players are going to cave, unfortunately. And they're going to two-week him, and he's going to come up and probably have one of the most incredible seasons uh, that we've seen in a little bit from a rookie. He could steal. He can hit for average. He can hit bombs. And the team actually has some nice p- components around him that are actually going to bring him home and get on base for him. So kid has all the upside in the world. Right now I have him sitting at 15. But if they tell me he's on that opening day roster, yo, he's in my top 10. No question. I agree. I agree. I, I definitely think that I have him at 18 right now with that. That's just like kind of like a placeholder. Don't I'm not don't take that ranking too serious. It's a placeholder. Like Matt said, if the kid gets a, a fair shot at the big leagues this year on opening day, moves into my top 10 easily. Uh, I could see him even a little a little higher than 10. I'll give you his yeah, I'll, I'll give you his numbers from last year in the minors. It's 497 at bats, 99 runs, 33 bombs, 97 RBIs, 29 steals, and he hit 290. So basically, you're talking about a guy who does everything. He's a 30 plus home run guy. I think he's a 20 plus steal guy. I think the batting average is for the okay. Now let's be realistic, right? Let's let let, let let's 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 get real. Let's get real for a second. I these are all these are all things I'm saying he did last year. Coming up to the bigs is a tough thing. Look at guys like Jared Kelnick. Look at guys like uh, Jaron Duran. They they all had a tough time coming up last year. There wasn't very many hitters that came up from the minors last year and just absolutely raked. Right. So I think that adjustment period is is getting a little bit tougher for these young guys. Not everybody's coming up and doing the Juan Soto and the and the Tatis and the Acuna. But if there was a guy that could could be Bobby Witt. But the one the one stat that I might like tamper or taper my expectations is is a batting average i don't think he's going to come up and be a 300 hitter right away i think maybe he comes up and he hits closer to a 260 270 but you're going to get the steals you're going to get the home runs i think the royals are going to be a better team than people expect this year i think they have a lot of decent players that will all add up to uh you know a bigger bigger win total they all get on base you're talking about nicky lopez you're talking about Whit merrifield you're talking about you know they bring bobby witt up they they got a lot of guys that can get on base and and, and, and just might actually yeah, play more than yeah that. and mondesi and if mondesi's in there all, all <laughs> these guys can get on base so uh, i i'm not counting him out in any of the any of the counting stats either so if he, guys let's put it like this if he's on the lineup opening day yeah, he's a top ten shortstop. I should should be in every and everybody's rankings. Shortstop is a little bit tough this year. It's not it's not as uh, as deep as we used to go, you know, in uh, some other years, you know. Matt, uh, so you wanna Matt, you wanna wrap up here with a uh, you got a sleeper breakout in a bust for me? All right, bust is Trevor's story. There's no question. Same as you. 
Yeah, one thing I just, I just, I just, I'm just gonna throw in there. That's also my bust with the caveat that if he doesn't come back to chorus. So if he goes back to chorus, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna move him back up. Right now, I have him super low. I, still I have him bust on, on, on Colorado. Yeah, I got him. I got him. I got him at 17. Matt, where do you got him? I mean, I, I, I got him at, I got him at 11, at 12 right now. But yeah, he's I mean, probably gonna drop because, I mean. My shortstop rankings, I haven't tweaked in a little bit. Yeah, no, that's fair, bro. That's fair. I I just – I think we're both in the same boat that if he doesn't go back to cores, that he's going to struggle. I got a a great stat on him, Matt. I have a really, really good Trevor Story stat on his uh, home away splits. He's he he's really. This is gonna surprise people. It's gonna surprise. It's it's really gonna surprise people. His home away splits. I don't think people realize that he's not a good hitter away from Coors Field. I got the numbers here. Uh, so this is for his whole career. This is Trevor Story's whole career away from Coors. It's um how many at bats is that? Hold on one second. I think I hit the wrong thing like an idiot. Guys, bear with me. Yeah. Bear with me here. I mean, I'll just explain while I'm doing it. Well, Donald, yeah, Matt. Yeah. Hop on here for a second. I just think that the guy has no, nobody around him like the Brendan Rodgers argument I made before. And honestly, it doesn't look like the the core, core's, uh Sorry. Course, I'm talking about the ballpark. <laughs> but Colorado Rockies are not going to bring any talent. I mean, this is why Arenado left too. They're just they're pitiful. They're a bad, badly ran organization, and I mean, nobody's going to do anything over there. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's just it's a second because of Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it's the second one Matt's saying here, and I, I do have the stats up now. His whole career away from Coors Field, it's 1,400 at-bats. So that's no by no means a small sample size. He hits 241. 241 away, right? So now, and, and this and home, career, it's 1,421 at-bats. So he has 20 more at-bats at home in his career. He hits 303. And you want to hear the home run splits? This is almost the same, same number at-bats. 95 home runs at home, 63 away. So you're talking about a guy who isn't going to be, you know, as as good if he leaves cores. The steel, he actually has more steals away. He has 58 steals away, 42 at home. So he's going to keep stealing. I, I'll guarantee you that. He's going to be a steals guy. But if you're talking about a guy who drops off in power, drops off in batting average, that's and then you don't know what you're gonna get from him. Runs in RBIs because where is he gonna go? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not risking that. I'm not taking that risk. There's so many safer plays. So many safer plays. You got guys like Baez. You know. You got guys like uh, out Jazz that you know do what he does, but they're gonna be better than him. So why? Why? Why are you taking him over those guys? I don't. No, doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, with that, I'm going to, I'm going to get into my, my sleeper and then I'll let Matt do his sleeper. My sleeper this year, guys, is, uh, Gavin Lux, uh, even, uh, post hype type of guy, you know, a guy who you can take with pretty much your last pick these days. And, you know, Hey, you know what? I got me a guy that plays, uh, got second and short eligibility in most leagues. You know, he was not, he has not, he hasn't done it in the big leagues yet. So don't. Don't mistake it. He hasn't really broken out yet. That's why I have him as my breakout. Oh, I have him as my uh my sleeper rather. I'm a sleeper breakout. You know what? Uh, I mix them, mix and mix a mix it whatever, whatever you want there. 
But I want to read you his last year with um, the minors. Uh, in 2019, in the minors, he hit 347, 10 steals, 76 RBIs, 26 home runs, and 99 RBIs. So, guy has all the potential in the world. Uh, I think you uh, you um, you need to look at him as your last pick. Um, Matt, do you want to wrap it up here with one uh, one sleeper? Be honest, I really don't like shortstop this year. Okay, fair I'll enough. Fair enough. Guys, there really isn't anybody that's really like calling my name. That's really great. I mean, to be honest, the only guys that probably drafted dart throws would probably be, you know, Nicky Lopez for the steals running late. Fair enough. That's um, a great one. And that's really just about it. Gavin Lux, I'm not really too big of a fan. He burned me last year. And honestly, it just it is what it is. So, Fair enough, brother. But uh, you know what, man? I'm going to say this has been a great first podcast. Yeah, Thank dude. Thank you all think- for bearing with us. And um, hopefully we keep getting to do these things. Yes. <laughs> hopefully you have us. <laughs> Guys, the fantasy MDs on every social media platform, please give us a follow, like, subscribe. If you want the rest of our shortstop rankings, we will email them to you. So just hit us up on any social media platform for that and let us know that's what you want. Guys, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.